ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Here is your host, Mike Dendero. Are you ready? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dendero, and today we are talking all about AEW Revolution going down this Sunday live on pay-per-view. We'll be giving our full predictions on the show, including the main event, which will be Sting's last match in his 39-year legendary career. So you don't want to miss that. But first, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that download button. And follow along on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Follow on TikTok at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Follow on Twitter slash X at W underscore DeloreanPod. Let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for allowing me into your Friday morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I also had a special Thursday episode that dropped yesterday, which was a watch-along of the legendary Great American Bash 1990 matchup, which in my opinion and in many wrestling fans' opinion was the match that put Sting on the map. Make sure you check that out. Yesterday's episode was pretty cool, a watch-along of a legendary matchup. And if you want to see the video of the watch-along, make sure you subscribe to the Circle Debate YouTube channel where I did the watch-along live on the channel. We'll have more cool watch-alongs and live shit coming to the Circle Debate YouTube channel and the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So anywhere you see this pretty face or hear this voice, make sure you hit that subscribe button or hit that download button. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a huge, monumental weekend. It is... Not only an AEW pay-per-view weekend, which is always a fun, fun weekend to talk about, but it is the weekend where the legendary 39-year career of the icon Sting comes to an end. It is the weekend where Sting will have his final matchup, where he will be teaming up with Darby Allin to go against the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. But for people going to the show thinking that it's a one-match show and it's all about Sting's last matchup, that's not the case because AEW comprised a quite impressive card here for Revolution 2024. A lot of good matches. Right now there is, let me see, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine confirmed matches. I would not be surprised the way AEW does things. There may be one or two more added. And you know that there's going to be a buy-in which has about two matches also. So... For the people who are going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina this weekend, it is going to be a very stacked card, and we're going to be giving our predictions on this stacked card starting right now. I think that the first matchup that's going to be on this card, and you know, I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to pretty much just talk about the matches. I think that we'll probably see in the first matchup, Christian Cage versus Daniel Garcia for the AEW TNT Championship. This is a matchup that I did not think we were going to get on pay-per-view. I thought it was clear that we were going with Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland for a rematch from their World's End uh, street fight, but that's not the case. AEW did a good job of building up Daniel Garcia all through the Continental Classic and towards the beginning, well, the end of last year and the beginning of this year to be a title contender, and now we have the storyline of Christian Cage defending that title against Daniel Garcia. Um... I don't see AEW pulling the trigger, though, and giving Daniel Garcia the TNT championship. I do, however, see Christian Cage retaining the championship with the help of the patriarchy. And after the matchup, I could see a post-match beatdown, and then we'll see the return of Adam Copeland, who is returning after a hellacious concerto by Christian Cage. 
But nonetheless, walking out of this matchup, I believe Christian Cage will still be your TNT championship. Christian Cage, who has been on a roll and has been one of the more consistent characters on AEW television as one of their top heels, I think that it's only right that Christian Cage continues to hold on to that TNT title until he eventually loses it to Adam Copeland. Next, we have a matchup that originally was supposed to be called Meat Madness. Now it's, uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but there's it went from four guys to six guys. We have Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. We have uh, Lance Archer. We have two guys who are not even announced yet. Nonetheless, it's a multi-man matchup. In the end, I think it's clear Wardlow needs to win this matchup. Wardlow's being built up as this wrecking machine and this, this absolute killer for the uh, Undisputed Kingdom. I think that it would be pretty idiotic if you have Wardlow lose this matchup. I think it's cool to see Lance Archer back on AEW pay-per-view, but right now, nobody needs this more than Wardlow. Wardlow needs to be built back up as a number one contender and built back up as an absolute star because there has been some stop and start pushing when it comes to Wardlow. Wardlow's a guy where he is a homegrown talent who looks like a million dollars. The guy has in-ring ability. The guy had the crowd behind him, and AEW never pulled the trigger. They gave him a lackluster TNT title run for two different reigns. They gave him very little to work with after his MJF storyline came to an end. And then his victory over MJF was overshadowed by the shoot work shoot promo by MJF in... LA the night after AEW's Double or Nothing from two years ago. So I think that if you really want to make Wardlow a contender for the AEW championship, it is time that you build him back up from scratch and you make him an absolute killing machine. He's in the ring with some big, big names in AEW for this matchup. I think that he needs to run through every single last one of them. He can't look vulnerable. He can't look like he's on the defensive. He has to run through everybody in this matchup to look like an absolute monster, the monster that he is, the monster that they want him to be. So in that case, Wardlow wins by a landslide in my opinion. Next, we're going to talk about the AEW International Championship. It is the champion Orange Cassidy defending his title against the Undisputed Kingdom's Roderick Strong. This matchup, I think, has to go to Roderick Strong. This title needs to go to Roderick Strong. Orange Cassidy had quite the impressive title reign when he originally held that International Championship. But to be honest, this second title reign that he had, so far it's been a little lackluster. And once again, just like Wardlow, if you are trying to build the Undisputed Kingdom as a threat, you have to have Roderick Strong win this title. Roddy is a legend in this business. Roderick Strong has been on the independence and just killing it year in and year out for many, many years. I remember first seeing Roderick Strong as far back as 2003 for Ring of Honor. Roderick Strong has been around for a long, long time and is considered a legend. I think that Roderick Strong needs this victory, and I think that the Undisputed Kingdom needs this victory. At the end of World's End, when Adam Cole revealed himself as the devil, and the kingdom, Roderick Strong, and Wardlow revealed themselves as the devil's uh, henchmen, I feel like that was the last time that they were really, really relevant on this television show. And it's a shame because you ended the year with such a big, big moment like 
Adam Cole and his henchmen being the ones to take out MJF. And then from there, not much happened. So I think that it's very important that you get the momentum back on the side of the Undisputed Kingdom. In order to do that, Roderick Strong has to be the victor here and win the international championship. This faction needs gold. And in order to do that, you need them to look like a threat. You need them to look like a real threat and not a comedy gimmick. I think Roderick Strong needs to win this matchup. Orange Cassidy does not lose any stock by losing to a legend like Roderick Strong. Orange Cassidy already had a combined of, I think, 45 title defenses. It does not make Orange Cassidy lose any stock to lose this title to Roderick Strong on pay-per-view. Speaking of stock, let's talk about the stock of Timeless Tony Storm. Timeless Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. Two women who know each other very well. Two women where AEW spent a lot of time explaining the past relationship of Deanna and Timeless Tony Storm. This matchup is being built up as two of the top women's wrestlers in the world who had a relationship no longer going one-on-one for the AEW Women's Championship. The only women's championship, well, the only women's matchup on this card I think it's going to show out because you have two of the top women wrestlers in the world. Deanna Perrazzo, if you're not familiar with her work, I strongly urge you to go check out her work in TNA over the past couple years. She went from a great wrestler to one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Tony Storm, on the other hand, has been killing it for years and in this new gimmick is really getting a lot of opportunity and I guess the spotlight that she deserves. I foresee a banger from this matchup. I think that this matchup is going to deliver. It's going to over-deliver. And I see a great, great matchup out of Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. But in my opinion, in the end, Tony Storm will still be your AEW Women's Champion when she defeats Deanna Perrazzo. I think she's going to hold on to that title for a while. I think in two weeks' time when we have AEW Big Business at the TD Gardens, we'll have the debut of Mercedes Monet, and we'll be on the road to the next pay-per-view, which is, I believe, AEW's Double or Nothing, where we'll get Mercedes Monet versus Tony Storm. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the second half of this card, And it is a strong second half with some matches that are probably going to be considered the match of the night and maybe one or two that could be considered an early contender of match of the year. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. When we come back from this commercial break, we'll be talking more about AEW Revolution. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have five matches left to talk about here on this strong, strong AEW Revolution 2024 card. And... I am very excited to get into this. We're going to first talk about the tag team matchup between FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. This is going to be an absolute banger, no doubt. These two teams faced off with each other a couple weeks ago and went to a 30-minute time limit draw, and it was a banger of a matchup. The story behind this matchup is you had the Blackpool Combat Club basically call out anybody in the locker room saying that either you step up or you get stepped on They're not going to be playing games. Anybody could get it. 
Out comes FTR. FTR answers the challenge, goes two-on-two against the Blackpool Combat Club, and took them to their absolute limit. And it looked like at the end of that matchup on Dynamite, FTR, if they had just five more seconds, they would have hit Shatter Machine, and they would have got the one-two-three pin. They want to prove themselves against the ace of AEW, John Moxley, the, the only three-time champion in AEW history. They want to prove themselves against one of the best wrestlers in the world, Claudio Castagnoli. This matchup is going to be a hell of a matchup. I can see this going probably around the same time as the last one, 27, 28 minutes. But then this one, I believe, will have a victory. And I think that that victory has to go to FTR. FTR has to build themselves back up to a title shot. Where does John Moxley and Claudio go from here if they beat FTR, unless they go for a tag team title shot themselves? In my opinion, the established tag team is the FTR, so FTR must win this matchup, but I'm looking forward to an absolute banger. Speaking of bangers, we have another member of the Blackpool Combat Club, the American Dragon Brian Danielson going one-on-one against a man who he claims he has no respect for, Eddie Kingston. This matchup is for the Continental Crown, and all three titles of Eddie Kingston will be on the line. Brian Danielson has to lose this matchup. Eddie Kingston beat Brian Danielson in the past before, but in order to finally get that ultimate respect by the man who claims he has no respect for him, Eddie Kingston needs to beat Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, if he loses, agreed to shake Eddie Kingston's hand. Something that I'm sure is going to pain him very, very much. But in order for Eddie Kingston to take his title reign and his career to the next level, Eddie Kingston needs to beat Brian Danielson. This matchup is going to be an absolute banger. I am sure of it. This is going to feel like early... All Japan Pro Wrestling. This is going to feel like the early days of Ring of Honor. And I'm so excited for it. Because not only will the Ring of Honor title be on the line. Not only will the New Japan uh, Strong title be on the line. But the AEW Continental Crown will be on the line. And Eddie Kingston needs to beat the one man who stands in his way to being one of the most respected guys in the AEW locker room. Next up, we have a matchup between two members of the Don Callis family. It is the official AEW debut since being signed with the company of the Billy Goat Will Ospreay going one-on-one against Kanosuke Takeshita. This matchup has all the makings to be an absolute banger. This matchup has all the makings to be a fucking match of the year contender. Kanosuke Takeshita has been one of the more underrated wrestlers on the AEW locker room. And it's a shame because this is a man who last year beat Kenny Omega singles action clean twice and then went on to beat Chris Jericho. Here's a man who should have already been given a title shot for his massive victories on AEW television and on pay-per-view. So for him to go one-on-one against the man who very much was considered the wrestler of the year in 2023... Will Ospreay, this is going to be an absolute banger of a matchup. I don't see Ospreay staying with the the, uh, Callis family too much longer. I do see the Don Callis family interfering and going after Ospreay. But I think the real question here is what happens to the other member of the Don Callis family? 
The man that Will Ospreay brought into New Japan Pro Wrestling. The man that Will Ospreay brought into Ring of Honor. The man who Will Ospreay brought into AEW. And that is Kyle Fletcher. When the inevitable happens and Will Ospreay becomes a babyface when he is kicked out of the Don Callis family, who does Kyle Fletcher align with? Does he stay aligned with the Don Callis family? Or does he stay aligned with his former stablemate at the United Empire, Will Ospreay? That's where things are going to get interesting. But this matchup is going to be match of the night. I'm sure of it. Next, we have the double main event. Now, I see a lot of people saying that the world title will main event this show. I don't foresee that happening. When you have a show that is fully based around the last match of Sting, I think Sting will be in the main event. Therefore, the... Co-main event will be the AEW World Heavyweight Championship three-way matchup between Samoa Joe defending his title against not one but two contenders, Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. This matchup has all the makings of an absolute banger as well. And for everybody who says, where's the stories in AEW? Hell, I have been guilty of asking, where are the stories in AEW? I got to say that this has not only the makings of a great in-ring matchup, but the story that they built around this matchup has made me invested in seeing this matchup. You have had a very compelling feud between Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland where these guys will go to no lengths to absolutely murder each other and now both get a title shot against the undisputed killing machine, Samoa Joe. This matchup could go either way. I would not be mad at a heel hangman page taking this title. I actually am very intrigued with hangman page as a heel right now. I think that him as a heel has been the most compelling hangman page has been on this television show for quite some time. I think that you also have to strike when the iron is hot. I always say that on this show, strike when the iron is hot. And right now the iron is fucking scorching with Swerve Strickland. But on the other hand, Samoa Joe just won this title no more than two months ago. And Samoa Joe has been on a rampage, no pun intended. But I don't think that it is time to take that title off of Samoa Joe. So what do you do here? I think that at the end of the day, Samoa Joe walks out of this pay-per-view as champion. But I think that the whole purpose of this matchup is to make Swerve Strickland that much bigger of a star. They have to find a way to have Swerve Strickland just inches, inches away from becoming your new AEW champion. And it all gets ripped right from under him. In the end, Samoa Joe walks out of Revolution. Still, your AEW world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the main event. The match that this show is all built behind. The match that this show has been building up to for the last couple months. The end of a 39-year career. We talk about the AEW Tag Team Championship matchup between Darby Allin and Sting versus the Young Bucks. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have one last match to talk about. And whoa, what a match it is. God. The last ever matchup 
of Sting. I grew up idolizing Sting. There's been many Halloweens where I painted my face like Sting. My, my, my father was a huge Sting fan and got me into Sting at an early age. You know, I, I remember those days of the NWO running rub shot on WCW and then the only hope for WCW was Sting. I remember the early days of TNA when I was a huge fan of TNA in the asylum years and Sting showed up and I was like, oh my God, this is huge. This is, this is amazing. This is one of the biggest stars in the business showing up to TNA. You know, a lot of people don't put Sting on their Mount Rushmore. I think that that man deserves to be. Yesterday on the show, I did a watch along of Sting versus Ric Flair. And I said it on that show, I'm going to say it on this show. That was a master class a master class of the art of professional wrestling. In-ring ability, telling a story, psychology, working over a body part. The feel-good moment at the end when the baby face finally takes down the top heel. If you are trying to get into the business, I feel like that's a matchup that's a must-watch for you to study. If you're a fan who wants to know a little bit more about what makes professional wrestling and makes professional wrestling fans tick. That's a matchup that you should go check out. The Great American Bash 1990 Sting versus Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Since the year 1985, the icon Sting has been giving us legendary moments. Surfer Sting, Crow Sting dropping from the rafters like he did in AEW this past Wednesday, which, in my opinion, was an amazing, amazing moment that made me feel like a child once again. Sting finally showing up to the WWE, having his WrestleMania entrance, his debut in AEW, becoming a a crazy daredevil coming at his later years, jumping off of balconies and stuff. Sting has done it all. And in the venue that he had many legendary matches in the past, the Greensboro Coliseum, Sting will call it a career this Sunday when he puts up his tag team champions along with Darby Allin against the Young Bucks. Sting is old school. I know Sting is old school. I know that Sting is the type of wrestler who will put somebody over on his way out. But I think that the person he's putting over on his way out is none other than his tag team partner, Darby Allin. I think that in Sting's final matchup, Darby Allin and Sting win the matchup. They continue their run. They go out as champions. Darby Allen as big of a star than ever. Sting calling it a career on top as a title holder. They beat the Young Bucks. I don't think, I don't see the Young Bucks beating Darby Allen and Sting in Sting's final matchup. And I know, like I said, Sting is old school. Sting is going to want to put somebody over in his last matchup. Sting's going to want to drop the title in his last matchup. But Sting is special. I don't think 
Sting loses in the Greensboro Coliseum to the Young Bucks. You know, you can have the whole story of Darby and Sting relinquishing the tag titles. You can have a tag title tournament. You know, AEW loves their tournaments. You could do all of that afterwards, after the fact. But when it comes down to this matchup, Sting and Darby Allin come out on top. I would like to see Sting come out in his old singlet. I would like to see Sting, you know, not rock the, um, the black jeans and t-shirt. I would like to see Sting one last time the way I remember Sting from back in the day. Nonetheless, thank you, Sting, for a hell of a career, a legendary career with a lifetime of legendary moments. Sting gave us moments that we will remember for the rest of our lives as wrestling fans. Thank you, Sting. And thank you, AEW, for allowing Sting the platform to have his retirement matchup on his terms. Something that he did not get in TNA. Something he did not get in WWE. AEW has treated Sting like the legend that he is. And AEW for sure will give Sting the send-off like the legend deserves. That is my predictions for AEW Revolution 2024 taking place this Sunday, live on pay-per-view from the Greensboro Coliseum in North Carolina. I hope you all enjoy the show. We'll be here on Monday to talk all about what went down this weekend. All that and a lot more coming to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So make sure you download and hit that subscribe button on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on X at W underscore DeLorean Pod. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay positive. Have an amazing weekend. Enjoy Sting's final matchup. Tune in to Sting's final matchup. Show your respects to Sting in his final matchup. I'll catch you all here on Monday on a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast.